today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, there's certainly been lots of news and is an ongoing situation. Parents uh, angry that schools across the province uh, are, are closing or potentially closing. Uh, it's happening more so, it seems, in a massive sweep at this point. To talk more about all of this, let's bring in journalist Denise Davey, and she is with us now. Hello, Denise. How are you today? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for taking the time to join us. So what's going on? What are you seeing happening here? Well, locally, um, you know, as you say, the sweep, um, it's been called like fastest and largest sweep of school closures in the history of Ontario. Um, locally, Burlington got hit uh, starting last October. Um, it's a very weird process. Uh, the director first announced Central and Pearson would close. Um, there was a lot of lobbying by certain groups. And um, in the meantime, uh, a park committee was set, which is basically a committee made up of parents representing each of the seven schools. Um, and then Director Miller made his, his final recommendation on Friday, which was to close um, Pearson and Bateman. All of a sudden, it came into the thing. Um, so now there's delegations planned, and then the trustees have their final vote on things uh, in June. So that's the basic uh, wrap-up of the whole process. So normally uh, schools are closing because uh, aging populations, neighborhoods aren't what they used to be. What's happening here in your mind? Is this not the same sort of thing? Well, you know, there's no no question. The baby boomer era, you know, four kids in my family. I remember our street had sometimes six, seven kids, uh, Mm -hmm. maximum sort of thing. But, you know, now you see, what is it, 1.2 or 3? I know a lot of families who have three kids. Um, however, you know, it's not black and white. There's different neighborhoods, and you can't just sort of slap those sort of analysis on them. Um, I'll tell you something very specific to our area. So we used to have two or three feeder schools, they're called. So these are the elementary schools that the kids would come up from grade 8 and then go into Bateman. So they made our local school, our biggest elementary school, full French immersion. Bateman does not have a French immersion program. So then what happens, those kids go to the nearby, like two kilometers away, Nelson School for French immersion. So they basically stripped away our feeder school. So when they say, I'm sorry, there's nothing you can do, uh, your population's declined, that's absolutely not true. Um, that was a board-created policy that lowered our numbers. So you see where it just gets, this wasn't offered up to us. This is something that we had to sort of, you know, look at all all the analysis. And um, so it's not black and white, and there's been a lot of those issues. But the larger issue with us is that Bateman has become the specialized special education center for the entire city, and even some kids from Oakville come here because it's so good at the services it provides. It has the widest range of services for spec-ed kids in the entire city. So it draws from that. I think about 300 of the 800 children, students in this school uh, fall under the purview of um, children with autism or Down syndrome, severe physical disabilities, mental health issues. So why would that not be enough to keep it open? Well, that's the main question, Scott. I mean, in my mind, um, one of the reasons I think Bateman parents weren't rallying as hard as they were is that they trusted in some part of their brain that... That the sort of there's a more fragile student population, certainly more vulnerable, far more vulnerable. They don't transition well. They've got the programs there. Um, shouldn't we be keeping hands off? And it's really, really important to note 
this is a fully inclusive school. So we have 300 of the 800 students who are in that sort of more vulnerable student population. Half the school, almost half, 47%, have what's called an IEP, Independent Education Plan, which means that they have their studies slightly modified. Um, so these could be gifted students, whatever. But um, So they have all these special ranges. So it's a model school for inclusivity. It's not like the schools in Hamilton that closed where they were saying, you know what, they're not inclusive. They're all spec ed kids. Um, this is fully inclusive. It's completely um, accessibility inclined. It's got the exterior ramps, elevators, air conditioning. It's got slings and hoists, which mm. are sometimes needed to toilet older students. So mm. there's all these sort of really specialty things and it's attached to a pool that these kids use that's very important for mobility and exercise for them and they'll lose all of that so even the transitioning even if the new school had all those uh even the transitioning of students to a new school and who are in this fragile population is really 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 difficult and and totally unnecessary and costly Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.